Amen. We welcome the Holy Spirit this morning, don't we? Amen. 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 Let's take more time. It's good to see everybody today. I hope you had a good week. And uh, I told some other day, it's too late to grab and go to the cold. I said, we're going to look on the bright side. We're a day closer to spring. Amen. Amen. That's the way you do it, to get through some of these cold days. Amen. If you want to, you can turn with me to Luke 22 chapter, if you want to follow along with me. I won't read much of it. I'll probably just paraphrase a lot of it, but 22nd chapter of Luke. I have used this many times before. But this week, you know, it's just of, as I was thinking about service and the message this morning, or what I was going to do this Sunday morning, I just never could get nothing together. I don't know if anybody gets to be a preacher to understand some of that stuff, but nothing wouldn't work right. I'd agree to the Bible and it just didn't make any sense to me or it's just something just wouldn't. But I got it this morning coming to church. So this has kind of not been thought of. It's just shooting from the hill. So you all know, know I do that quite a bit, but we'll just see how it works out, okay? Obey. Amen. Obey. Amen. We're living in a difficult time now. Everybody knows that. And this is kind of just, uh, but we, uh, we talked Sunday night a little bit about, you know, being persecuted and all that. And I think I made a comment, you know, I think you know, being persecuted or trials or trouble will do two things to you. It'll make you get closer to God or it'll, get, it'll make you bitter. And that's really basically what it does. It'll get you away from God or it'll, it'll, it'll make you bitter. And I think we, today, as we looked at the world today, I don't know if we're getting any closer to God as a whole, seemed like, you know, and we should be now as everything going on. But uh, anyway, I want to get into this for just a little bit today. Let's take up 20, 22nd chapter of Luke, and we're going to pick it up, you know, somewhere uh, uh about you know, start forty seventh verse there, and this is that. This is when they. This uh, I'll back up just a little bit and get some of it. This is where they came and got Christ, you know, and they was taking him, or they was coming getting him, you know, and uh, uh, the crowd had come to get Christ, and you know, uh, Peter and all them, and you, it was an angry mob. You get to think about it, that would come and get Christ. It wasn't just uh, a friendly bunch of people. It was an angry mob that come and get them. And, you know, even before this, you know, we have read in the scripture that how Peter stood up, you know, and told Christ, you know, that he would even go to death, you know, with him. And Jesus has told him, you know, he said, I've been praying for you, you know, and, and uh, all these things. And, uh, and it, gets, it gets right down to it, you know, sometimes we go through trials and troubles and I think sometimes we go through them for a reason. That's my opinion. And uh, sometimes we realize, you know, really how strong we are as a Christian, how much faith we got, how much we trust God when we go through trials and troubles. Because there's times, you know, we went through something, and, 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 and I know I probably ain't the only one who said this, is I, I really can't believe I've done that. Or I said that. I know there may have been one or two here that's done that, but just for us two or three that's done that, you know, uh, it does happen. <laughs> I can't believe I've done that. I can't believe I said that. And we look at, you know, at Peter, he has told Christ, you know, he's been with him now for almost three years and he had been following him. He's seen all these miracles. He's seen everything. He's seen Christ. Heard some of the best preaching that was ever preached on the face of the earth that came from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. He's seen crippled people that never walked, before, you know, that they was just uh, uh, made whole. Just uh, It's like the snap your finger. He's seen blinded eyes open. He's seen multitude of people that was... Uh, 
uh, fed, you know, with just two fish and a, a few loaves of bread. He's seen all these things, you know. I mean, he was, you know, you get to thinking about it. He should have been really, really strong, really strong. And we find out, you know, as Christ is praying, you know, or for this, before we picked this up here, and they told Peter, said, I'll even, you know, give my life for you and do all these things. And Satan, or Jesus told me, said, I've been praying for you. Satan has the desire to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. And I think sometimes we don't realize, you know, we're really letting Satan get to us because he sifts us so lightly sometimes. You get to think about it, just for a moment now. He just don't shake us all real, you know, just sometimes we don't even know what he's doing. But he just sifts us a little bit at a time. And a little bit of time, you know, it's just a little bit of this keeps going down and all this. Then as Peter, they came and got Christ, you know, that this day they come and got him, you know, the angry crowd, you know, come and got him and, we read in this story here, and you can find it to the 47th uh, verse on down there, that even when they come and got him, the Bible says here that he said, you know, they, uh, one of the soldiers come to get Christ. And even, you know, Peter took a sword and he cut off one of the soldiers' ears. And we know this, that story, you know, and Christ told me he had, you know, he had to go through, you know, do what he this. And uh, go through this and even Christ, you know, healed a, a soldier's ear and put it back on all this and that. I mean, he was a fighter. He was a fighter. Peter, we just, you know, he was now he was fighting, you know, he didn't want to take Christ. But after they took him. And Peter... Father, the Bible says you used to pick this up here, the 54th verse there, where we really want to pick this up a little bit at. And the Bible said they took him and led him and brought him to the high priest's house. This was Christ, this was Christ they had taken. But the Bible says then, it said what, then Peter, the Bible says here that Peter followed, or followed and Peter followed afar off. Afar off. We look today at the situation that we're facing today in the country today. Instead of, you know, today that our churches, you know, and I think, you know, it's still got plenty of time to do this. Instead of really our churches really coming closer together and really seeking God for the way they need to, we haven't done that just yet. My opinion. We're still confused today about what's going on. Stay with me. We're confused, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow and concerned about it. And I ain't saying you shouldn't be concerned about it, but I do know who holds tomorrow. Amen. And that's God. Amen. That's God. I do know that for a fact. What's going to happen tomorrow, I don't know. But I do know God's know what's going to happen. Amen. I do know that. Peter, as Christ, you know, is taking him away, instead of staying close to him, the Bible says he followed him afar off. Say that to say this. Since all, and I, 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 just, I hate to talk about this, but since all this chaos has happened, what have we as a church world, have we got closer to Christ or we have followed at a distance? Just think about it. Have we said, you know, 
the church world. God has got me through a bunch of things and all this chaos is going on. I don't know really what's going on. Peter didn't know really what's going to happen tomorrow. Because this angry crowd come and got Christ, you know, and they was mad, you know. They was taking somebody he had trusted for years, you know, for three years. He had followed, he'd give his whole life for him. Now they is taking it away, you know, and he was human like you and I was. Instead of him getting closer, the Bible says he followed a distance. See what's going to happen next. And I hope and pray our church world does not get in that rut. That we're going to follow far off and see really what's the the world going to do to our churches. Anybody anybody with me? Stay with me just a little bit. And the Bible says here, you know, as they taken him, the Bible says here in the next verse there, they begin the, the crowd, you know, where whoever Peter was with here, I don't know who and all was with, but it said they, and they, and they kindled fire in the midst of the hall, and they went down together, and Peter sat among them. Peter sat among them. And he began to listen, no doubt, that by this ain't biblical, but I kind of believe it's probably what happened. They began to talk. The crowd did. And Peter began to listen to them. And he began to turn his focus off of what Jesus, who Jesus, where he was at. He turned his way from the word. Who's the word? Okay. Now he was sitting in the midst of a hall here among other people, warming themselves by their fire, getting comfortable. First of all, he probably wasn't too comfortable when he sat there, but the longer he sat there, the more comfortable he got, no doubt. He'd drawn heat from the fire. He was getting warmth. People began to talk. He began to listen, no doubt. Never realizing what was going on. Stay with me. There are times that we really don't know what's going on when we're sitting around trying to fit in with the wrong crowd. Amen. Stay with me. There's times, you know, we're sitting there and saying, what harm is it going to do? What's it going to hurt? Peter's sitting there and he just wouldn't say anything. And, but the longer you sit around somewhere you don't believe, before long you're going to be tested to see where you stand at. Then finally got to a point, one of them said, you know, he said, you know, but certain of them said, uh, there said, this man was also, in the 56th verse, this man was also with them. Talking about Peter. And Peter, and Peter said, no, I don't know him. I mean, think about this for just a little bit. As we just sat in there just a few hours ago, he had a sword in his hand. Cutting off a soldier's ear because he did not want him to take Christ. He was fighting for Christ. Amen. Now he said he didn't know who he was. Think about it for just a little bit. If you give a Satan an inch, he's going to take two in a little while. And he's going to take a little more. Why didn't Peter run up and say, man, I shouldn't be here? Amen. Think about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say some stuff, stuff y'all ain't going to lie, but I'm going to go ahead and say some stuff anyway. We said that, you know, and Peter, why didn't he just get up and run off? This ain't me. 
This ain't me. I shouldn't be here. But he didn't. He said in this verse, in a little while, that she was still sitting there, and they said, you know, you know, I put this in my own version a little bit, saying, did I try him again? We well, see really how, what kind of man he is. He said, man, do I know I've seen you with him. And the second time, he says, no, I don't know. I don't know who he is. Don't know. Put my own version, don't know, never seen him. I wasn't with him. Y'all got to be mistaken for somebody else. And he kept on sitting there. Kept on sitting there. And everything, chaos is going on now. What does persecution the thing do? It'll make you bitter or it'll get you closer to God. We look in the book of Revelation, it talks about the seven churches, and it talked to one of the churches. He said, You know, he said, You got to a point in your life that you're lukewarm, and I don't like being lukewarm. We got to a day in a, in a society today, our preachers today don't even want to tell a congregation what God's telling them. Because it may hurt somebody's feelings. It may hurt their feelings if you say this, Pastor, and say this. And we said, you know, us as humans, we, we, we can't hurt them. Because we were raised up in a generation, you know, now, you know, that we can't even discipline our kids anymore, you know. We just got to say, you know, put you in a corner, you're in time out. We can't even discipline the church anymore. And let me tell you something, there's going to be a time, it could be a time that when I start preaching stuff like I'm preaching today, I may get in trouble. It could happen. It could happen. But the Bible says we are to obey rather than, amen. That's not my opinion, that's God's opinion. He said, you better obey God. And I'm here today to tell you, and this is one of the first things I want to say, and I won't make, no, hope I won't make too many people mad. You better get serious about your church life. Let me rephrase that. I ain't taking the church. I'm talking, you better get serious about your Christian life. You better get serious, getting serious about it because you look at all the things that's going, you look what the Bible says is going to happen before he comes back and you can't find very many things that's left. Amen. You can't find very many things that's left. You say, well, you know, I'll get it fixed and we hear this day. I'll get it fixed tomorrow. I've got a few things I want to do. Today is a day of salvation, not tomorrow. And I believe if you believe anything in the Bible, there's a good, there's a, there's a chance he could come back before nightfall. There's a chance he could come back before we come back next week. There's a chance that could happen. Are you going to take that chance and throw it away to the chance that you spend eternity in heaven or hell? Think about it. We better start taking it very seriously. We look at this COVID thing, I know everybody's tired of hearing it, but it's real. It's making people sick and this and that. you got to use common sense. I do know that. Protect yourself the best you can and this, that. We today, you can't even get to a doctor anymore because they're so booked up. If you get sick today, you're about to have to almost die at home. And we worried about and this is and we should worry about our physical body. Don't get me wrong, okay? 
Don't go home and say, preacher, don't worry about our physical body. I didn't say that. But we have worried about our physical body so much, we forgot about our spiritual body. It's dying. It's dying. It's dying. The Bible says don't worry about those that can kill the body, but worry about those, this may be not word for word, but those that can kill the soul. The spirit, yeah. Worry about that. Worry about that, church. We today, as this, you know, pandemic or whatever you want to call it, you know, the thing we fight, has it, it made us closer to God or has it took us further away? You only, only you can answer that. Only you can answer that. We shut our churches down, you know, for a while. I know people get tired of hearing this stuff. But a lot of other stuff we didn't shut down. But we shut our churches down. And I don't know if that's, you know, I know you got to do, do the right thing. I mean, I don't got to take care of people common sense. But oh, let me tell you something. I think God will take care of us if we'll just obey his word. Amen. We have lost so much faith today in whom we serve today. We don't even believe he can take care of us anymore. Are you with me? Peter, let me get back on the message. Peter kept on sitting there, sitting there, and still him getting up and running and saying, I don't belong here. We got people today that stand up, stand away from church today, and they're spiritually dying today. And they're still sitting there wondering. They're still sitting there listening to all this garbage. Come on. Come on. If I went home this seating, if I turned CNN news on and listened to it all week long, my mind would be. Come on. Anybody with me? And I understand CNN. I could say probably Fox News too. I could turn them on by the end of the week. I'd be just. Amen. I'd probably say just. I'd be like Peter. I'm just sitting here. You hear nothing. And what you hear, you don't even know if it's true or not. But we seem like God's people today will take that seriously. But we don't take this. We say, yeah, you know, this represents this and this and this this. And that's what he said, you know. And we change our whole life about it, you know. And, but the Bible says this, and we're not changing our life about this. Well, there's a good chance this is more important than what. Amen. Amen. Peter kept sitting there. And finally asked him third time, said, I know you was there. I've seen you. And Peter said, No. I don't know you. I don't know him. And the Bible says the rooster began to crow. That's what Jesus told him would happen for that. He didn't believe it would happen, but it happened. Why? Because he still sat there. He listened to the crowd. He listened to the crowd. And again, before long, he began to sit. He began to believe what they were saying. I'm here today to tell you, people, if you listen to the junk of the world today, before long, you begin to believe it. I'm not saying all of it's not true. Some of it ain't true. I don't say that. I'm just saying is this word of God is more important than what that is. Amen. Amen. We have changed our whole life today to the time that we live in. The Bible says in Hebrews, I believe it is, I don't think I got this wrong, it said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. The plan of salvation has not changed today. 
Amen. Amen. You listen today, and you're here today. Everyone seems like everybody that dies today goes to heaven. It seems like that way because everybody, you know, and you look at their lifestyle, and you think, you know, I'm not trying to judge them, but you, man, I just don't know. But they're saying, church, oh, they was ready. Family says they was ready. Oh, they're in a better place. My granddad said one time, you know, when somebody dies, you know, that's, you know, cancer and, and that bad disease, everybody said they're better off, you know. But he said, you know, if you don't know Jesus Christ, they're not better off. They're not better off. Everybody today seems like dies, it goes to heaven. But the Bible says the only one that's going to see heaven is those who's been born again, washed in the blood of the Lamb, that accepted Christ for what He's done, repented their sins, accepted Jesus Christ, and made Him Lord of their lives. That's the one that's going to make it to heaven. That's the one that's going to make it to heaven. We have, day to, we have today turned from everything in the world trying to help the situation that we're in. We have turned to drugs. We have turned to alcohol. We have turned to different, so many different things today to, you know, just uh, entertainment to get us, you know, try to get us through the day. That there is peace and joy Amen. in this Word of God. There is happiness in this Word of God. You can't find this on the corner somewhere, the peace that you're looking for. You can't find the things that will get you through tomorrow somewhere else. You'll be, you'll be um, messed up tomorrow, but in the, in the name of Jesus Christ, if you turn to this Word of God, I'm not saying you won't have a problem tomorrow, but let me tell you something. Greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. We can get through tomorrow if we'll believe this right here. I guess this reading God didn't give me this before this morning because he probably thought I would water it down. Peter went out and began to weep bitterly. I don't know what time I got, but I may get out of here. Amen. I go, I'm at almost 11 o'clock. Let me get, I got a couple more things I want to say. He said, you know, we look at him. Peter went out and the Bible said he wept bitterly. It got him. Amen. It got him. But he didn't go off and say, hey, I mean, I'm not fit to follow Jesus anymore. I don't know what he went through. I don't know what he'd done in the next few days, but I did know he showed up back at the tomb because he knew there was something special about Jesus Christ. Amen. Even though he'd done what he'd done, to me, I don't think he'd done anything more bad than what he'd done, my opinion. To die Jesus right in front of him. The Bible says, for I got this far ahead, but he said, Jesus turned and looked at him, and he began to weep, weep bitterly because he remembered what Jesus told him. Okay. He showed up at the tomb. And find Jesus wasn't there. He got a little bit further, he showed up in the book of Acts. Instead of Peter staying down, he was one of the first ones that stood up and said, Hey, this ain't what y'all say it is. This is what God said it is. I know that I messed up. I said this ain't biblical. I know that I, you can talk about that all you want to all your life. I did mess up. I did do that. But I know this power in the name of Jesus. I know he is real. I know we didn't stand up when we should have stood up. I know when the crowd brought him for Jesus for a trial, we should have stood up and said no. But we stood back and we didn't say a word. 
But now, you know, and the Bible says through all that message there, the Bible says in the, first, in the second chapter of Acts, the Bible says that there were souls added daily because it was because of the Word of God. Why? Because somebody stood up and said, listen, this is not right, but this here is right. We need some people today that will stand up to the world today or stand up to our churches today and say, listen, we need some preachers with a solid backbone today that will talk about sin and say, sin is sin. It hasn't changed in it all. Even though the world is kind of whitewashed it today that it doesn't look bad anymore, but it's still sin in the eyes of God. Amen. Anybody getting anything so far? Amen. One more thing, I'll close. Anybody know the 23rd Psalms? I'm going to read it, then when God's going to come and play. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Think about it. Let's just sink in now. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness, sake, in righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Let's stop and dissect that for just a moment. Although, he said, though, yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You heard me make this statement before. I found this out of my grandmother's Bible. A shadow. You know, to make a shadow, you've got to have something. You've got to have some light. Amen. Who's light? Jesus Christ. He said, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, you know, just if you just picture this in your mind for just a moment, and the sun was shining right here on me this morning, there would be a shadow right behind me. Right? Anybody with me? You know, the sun's shining this away. I'm sitting here, and there's a shadow right behind me. The only way that I can see that shadow, if I turn away from the light, come on. Only way that I can see this shadow, if I turn away from the light, then I can see the shadow. But as long as I don't turn from the light, I'll never see that rascal. Although I gotta walk through it, all I gotta live in this mess, I still got the sun. If I got a shadow, I got a light. It's whether you focus on the light or not, is whether how much you're gonna focus on this shadow. If you never turn from the sun, if you never turn from this word of God, you'll never see the shadow of death or the shadow of loneliness, the shadow of fear, the shadow of being lonely, the shadow of being scared because Christ said, I'll be with you even till the end. That's his promise, that's not mine, that's his word. So what I'm trying today to tell you, church, today, we got to keep an eye focused on the light. And don't worry about this shadow here. It'll follow you. It's always going to follow you until you get to heaven. Hey, Amen. I don't mean you can get anything out of that or not. It all won't do it. I fear no evil. Watch, that's the reason you won't fear no evil if you don't look behind you. If you don't look in this, cra this crazy world, you'll fear no evil because Jesus is with you. I'll hurry and get out of here. 
For thou with me, thy rod and thy staff, they cover me, that pairs me a table before me and my, my enemies, and thou north my head with oil, my north my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord for how long? Forever. So church, it's up to you. It's up to me. What are we going to do about this? Are we going to sit around like Peter did until they change their mind about stuff? But are we going to stand up and say, no, I don't need to, I don't need, I need here. I'm going to keep my eyes focused upon Jesus Christ. Let us stand. Let us stand. I don't know your heart this morning or your situation, but if you won't come and pray anymore, and for any reason, we ask you to come right now. Anybody wants to come, come on if anybody else wants to come and pray for any reason, we ask you to right now. Anybody, anybody wants to come and pray for any reason. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you just want to lift up your hand, I won't embarrass you no way whatsoever. Just I need your prayers. God bless you. God bless them. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We serve an awesome God today, man. Father, today in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you right now, thanking you today for this opportunity we've had to be here. I pray now, Father, for this young brother here today, Father, whatever he stands in need of today, whatever he's facing, the challenge he may be facing today, I pray that you would just let the Holy Spirit fill him so full today, Father, that he can have nothing but joy and nothing but victory over whatever he could be facing today, Father. I pray for those today that's fighting the sickness that we're facing today, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ today, we want victory today. Because we read in Isaiah, I think it's 55th chapters, by His stripes we are healed today. Father, I proclaim today the power of the Holy Ghost today to overshadow the people of the church today that you will take this sickness away, Father, and you will destroy it today in the name of Jesus Christ today. We pray for our country today, for the shape that we're in today. We know we have failed today, but we know we can stand today upon your word because your word is true and it is powerful today. We pray for those that's lost loved ones today, Father, for the hurt that they're going through today. We pray today, Father, for that comforter to just comfort them as they're going through this. And Father, today I pray a special prayer for Brother Aaron today as he's fighting this, what he's fighting today, Father, that you will just be with him, strengthen him, that he can come through this stronger than he was before he went in today, Father. Father, continue leading this church, Father, in a mighty special way today. For in Jesus' name we pray, and God's people said, Amen. Amen.